All right, guys, uh, I can't take it anymore. There is a lie that has been going on in pharmacy that has been impacting pharmacy students and pharmacists and honestly, the outlook of your career for so many years, and it is outright false. And it would be a disservice if I did not address this, bring it to your attention, and share with you a dose of reality. So that's what we're gonna dive into right now as it pertains to creating your career success and the concept of being self-made because what you think is self-made is actually made up. Let's dive in. I see my victory so clear. I see my victory so clear. It's a day we break through. It's a day we break through. It's a day we break through. It's a day. And speaking of that, there has been a lie that has been going on for so long. And it came to me with this realization. So I had a pharmacy student reach out to me, all right? And they, they, they heard my story. Uh, and if you guys don't know where I came from, uh, my name is Dr. Adam Martin. I'm a full-time community pharmacist, graduated pharmacy school in 2012, but I didn't start there. I actually got rejected the first time that I applied to pharmacy school. Told that, you know, you're not cut out for this, it's too competitive, all that stuff. I ended up getting in, last person to get in my class, graduated in 2012, uh, then took all this energy and spazness that y'all actually like. Y'all crazy, by the way, but thank you. I love y'all all. Um, I took that and I said, what can I do with this energy and this passion for pharmacy and for helping people to break through their barriers? So without any experience or any connections, I went and became the first ever PharmD professional speaker in NSA, the National Speakers Association in the history. So people like Les Brown, those are the professional speakers. So uh, that was quite a, uh, a journey. And there's a video about how I did that linked in the description below. If you're interested in what I did to become a professional speaker while working full time in the community setting, you can link that down below and take a peek if you want to see that story in depth. But the student that reached out, she asked me questions about it. And she said something that at first didn't really strike me as deep as it did to the point where I am right now at unraveling this. But she said, wow, you must be so gifted because you did this all by yourself. You got into pharmacy school and then you went and became a professional speaker and you did it like just you. Like that's so amazing. I wish I was able to do something like that but I have too many fill in the blank. And at first, I just responded like, yo, yo, that was not all me. I had tons of help. I would not be sitting in front of this camera and with this mic on right now talking to y'all if it wasn't for the amazing and big hearted and just loving people that served as my mentors, as my coaches, as my friends, as my source of inspiration and encouragement throughout that whole journey. I did not get here alone. And I started to think about that interaction. And then I started to have a realization and I started to connect the dots because as a professional speaker, uh, I travel the world literally speaking at pharmacy schools, uh, pharmacist associations, uh, state organizations, and I meet some amazing, absolutely amazing pharmacy professionals who quite honestly are way more qualified than I am. They are way more intelligent, they've got way more connections, but they're stuck. 
And I always was kind of fascinated and perplexed by this. And I started to piece together some of the interactions I had, because if you guys have ever attended one of my live talks, you know that, well, I, I like to talk and I like to answer questions and I love to engage with the people that are there. And uh, by the way, if you have ever heard me talk live, please comment down below. Or if you're uh, listening to this podcast, send me a DM on Instagram at the fit pharmacist, because I want to make sure that I stay connected with you and thank you for all your support. But anyways, I digress. Um, I started to realize that I'd meet all these amazing people, way more qualified than me. And they, they kept saying things like, I wish I could, or if only, and, and asking more questions to give them support and some practical strategies, which is what I pride myself on, to be honest, with doing keynote addresses or speaking programs at schools uh, and at convocations. And, and I say this, I'm not there to motivate you. I am not a motivational speaker. If y'all want to get pumped up, go to the gym. I'm here to give you real practical strategies from a pharmacist that actually practices, that's me, in how to turn the adversity and flip that into innovation so that you can lead through your own actions to create solutions to problems that are existing in your niche for the people you're looking to serve. That's what I do as a speaker. That's my passion. And seeing that light where you can find that light inside yourself, get that spark, get that idea, and create an initial step of action that sparks that momentum to get you on your way in scripting that solution before I leave that auditorium, podium, or wherever I'm speaking. That's my mission. And unless I do that, I failed. So I come into it with that intent every single time. So hearing these people talk, I, I started to realize that they had these limiting beliefs. If only I could, or if only I knew, or if only I didn't have, and so on. And I started to ask them questions like, well, what do you mean? What are your goals? And they started to say, and, 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 and kind of list off these people, like famous celebrities, famous musicians, pharmacists that are just crushing their career and super well-known, influential. And they say like, you know, I could never do what they did. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? And they said, well, they're, they're so driven and they're so focused and I, they, they're, they're just, they have it. And I'm like, well, what, what exactly do you mean? Like, tell me about that. And they started to say like, I could never do that all by myself. I would need help. And I feel like that would be weak or I, I have, I, I would be intimidated asking or I just don't, I wouldn't be able to do that by myself. And it clicked because everyone is like allured by this illusion, by this fantasy story of being self-made, rags to riches, but from being a zero to a hero, a nobody to a somebody, that sort of thing. And while those stories are true, I think there is a fallacy that people take too far. Instead of being inspirational, their perception of that story actually causes them to stop their own progress because they start to underwhelm or underplay their own talents, abilities, and drive and overplay what actually happened in that success story because they perceive and believe that that person, whether it was a successful achievement, endeavor, or career, 
did that all by themselves. Now, while that person did do the work, made the sacrifices, took extreme ownership, grew their responsibility, took major steps in self-awareness, which is an essential if you have any hopes of getting anywhere far in life, by the way, they did all that work. So don't hear what I'm not saying. I'm not saying play the blame game and, and, and have someone else do the work and all that stuff. What I'm saying is that this illusion of being self-made is a lie. It's actually made up. Being self-made, that real story is based on the concept of a transformation, of going from being broke to wealthy, of going from being ostracized to influential. That transformation is part of the story and real, but, and big but, 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 like, but, 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 they did not get there, accomplish that, do that, create that, transform by themselves. So if you're watching this, if you're listening to this, and you have hit a roadblock on your road to success, and you start to think about all the steps that you'd have to take, all of the adversity that you'd have to overcome, and you're looking at it through a lens of you having to do this by yourself, no wonder you feel overwhelmed. Nobody has ever created anything successful by themselves. And for you to try to do that is not only ridiculous, it's crazy because you do not have to. Yes, you have to do the work. Yes, you have to overcome the obstacles, put in the sacrifice, face the mirror, take a look and see what things about you you need to improve and work on consistently. But hear me now. These mountains you are carrying, these burdens, you were only meant to climb and overcome. You do not have to do this alone. You are allowed and encouraged to get help. And here is a big, big, oh, I'm gonna get my soapbox right up in her. So if you feel like you're struggling whether it's internally, maybe you've got some stress, anxiety, overwhelm, maybe you've got some serious pain that needs healing. Maybe you have a really toxic living environment. Maybe you're in massive amounts of debt. You do not have to face those struggles alone. No one that has overcome them ever has. Yes, they had to do the work and all that stuff that I listed, but they had a support system. They had a mentor. They had someone who has overcome those things themselves and served as a guide to walk them through that process, to lead them towards what is going to be most efficient, beneficial, and helpful to help them go from where they are to where they want to go. That is the value of asking for help. And guys, if you are feeling weak or you have people in your life telling you to suck it up and man up and all that crap as in, in the context of having to deal with things by yourself, get a new friend. Don't listen. I am here to tell you 
that by asking for help, by reaching out and getting a mentor and telling someone that, yo, I, I really struggle in this, I'm self-conscious, I don't like this part about myself or whatever that might be, that does not make you weaker. That actually makes you stronger and a badass because you've got the balls, you've got whatever you wanna call them to own that and work on it because guess what? When you make the decision to own that part of you that you're not proud of, that you need no needs work, it no longer owns you. That's what I call taking your power back. I see my victory so I am so excited to present to you Gen Z Pharmacist. This book has been in the works for four years and not only will walk you through in a step-by-step -step format how to dominate pharmacy school and script your dream career, but it also includes 22 interviews from the most impactful professionals in our profession. You know, one of the first things I thought of as I read through this book was, wow, I wish I would have had this available to me in pharmacy school. And I graduated back in 2008, but what an incredible, timeless resource that is all about how to make the most out of your time as a pharmacy student and how to really prepare yourself and get ready to make that transition into new practitioner life. If you guys are in pharmacy school currently, or you know, even those of you who have graduated and have started your careers, I would highly recommend that you check out this book. Everything from you know self-care, uh, exercise, and keeping up with you know your health and and making sure that your uh, mental well-being and all that is in place, as well as all kinds of different career opportunities. Just wanted to tell you guys quickly about this book, Gen Z Pharmacist. It's actually I think a great resource and something I wish I had when I was in pharmacy school. Um, especially there's a there's a part in here. Uh, part two where it talks about um, experts and, and the different fields that they're practicing in and I think it's just something that I really wish I would have access to um, when I was in pharmacy school kind of thinking through what I want to do with my career. It's a great resource and I definitely highly recommend it. This book Adam has poured his heart into for the past four years and it's something for a budding pharmacist or someone interested in the field of pharmacy that could really really help them. And it involves a lot of different interviews from people from every field of pharmacy that you could ever think of. What an amazing book. After I finished reading this, I thought to myself, wow, I wish I had this when I was back in pharmacy school. Brings so much value, answers so many of those unknown questions, and really, to me, gives you a competitive edge early on because the things in this book, it probably took me five years to learn out in the field. So, absolute must read, great job, Adam. Hey guys, I am just checking out this book by Dr. Adam Martin. Goes through some great examples of some successful pharmacists uh, to really give you some great inspiration as you're thinking about what you want to do when you finish pharmacy school. So it's a great book for you to check out and um, hope all of the pharmacy students will get a copy and be prepared for the Gen Z pharmacist. Um, what Adam really did with this book is tie all those sources together and make it very easy for a student to figure out how to network, figure out how to find the right mentor for them, figure out how to manage their stress levels. I wish it was something that I had access to when I was in pharmacy school. Um, it probably would have helped me gear my career towards where I am right now significantly faster. And I think it will definitely help you get a very good idea of where you want your career to go.
I want to tell you a story, guys, because a lot of people feel like they have to do this thing by themselves. They feel like they have to go on this one-man journey. And while there are times you do have to do that, I'm talking about the big picture context. I want to tell you a story. I want to tell you of a story of someone who was going on a journey and they thought that it would be just, you know, a, a short walk. But as they started to go down the road, they realized that the journey was a lot farther than they thought it would be. They realized it would take a lot longer to go from where they are to the end destination that initially they thought was just down the road, but was really way down the other state line, like maybe the other side of the country. We're talking metaphorically here, okay? So they start walking down this road and they have a couple choices. They see some cars driving down the road and they think, wow, if I keep walking, it's gonna take me a really long time. And by the way, it's gonna be so long that it might rain and storm. It might snowstorm. It might do some crazy 2020 stuff where there's murder hornets and aliens and who knows what else, right? But here's where the mindset kicks in. If I keep trudging along, I'm gonna be a tough guy. I'm gonna be self-made. And while you might do that, and that might work and that can work, it's going to take you a very long time. You're going to get a lot of scars. You're going to make a lot of mistakes and have a lot of pain that you did not need to go through. Here's another thing. The person, same person's walking down, same situation, but there's a different mindset. They see the cars driving by the road and they think, wow, being in a car would really save me a lot of time. What a great idea. I'm gonna build my own car. I've never built one before. I'm not a mechanic, but I'm gonna figure it out. So they divert attention away from their journey to figuring out how to build a car. So see, the energy is now shifted. They just got distracted. So they figure out like, okay, it's gotta have four wheels or maybe they wanna build a bike and two wheels. So they, they, they literally start making a wheel and then make another wheel. And then they've got to make the engine and the components and the seats and all that. And guess what? They've never built a car before, so it takes them a long time. They make a lot of mistakes and it takes them all of their energy from going down the path to get to where they want to go to figure out how to make a car. And it takes them a long time, but they eventually do it. You know, it, it, it's, it, it definitely needs some work and it clunks along and they do get there a little bit faster than if they just walked, but the time it took them to understand and build a car took away from that time. So it just about balanced out, if not took a little longer than just walking down the road. Here's a third option. You're walking down the road and you see someone in a beautiful Maserati and you think, that's my dream car. <sighs> what a machine. I like that car. And there's a red light. So the car is stopped 
and you get the courage to compliment the driver because the window is down. And you say, that's a nice car. It's actually my dream car. You must be, you know, so proud and all this stuff and whatever. And you strike up some friendly conversation and the driver sees your drive and perseverance and just the look in your eye of amazement and it's genuine. And he has the heart and says, you know what? Get in. Now, I'm not saying get in cars with strangers, okay? So let's take a little asterisk here. But what I'm saying is you build rapport. They underst you understand part of their journey. You they understand part of your goals and you they, they, they just have a genuine desire to help you. So they let you in the car. Now, here is where this gets interesting. You start to ask questions. Now, there's a couple things that can happen here. You can just be a weirdo and go down the car and they drive and they're like, this is odd. So then they get out and say, you know, they pull over not too far down the road and say like, uh, there, there's no interaction here. I, I thought there would be some sort of rapport, but there's, there's nothing here. This is awkward, uh, so please leave. Okay, so that's one thing. You're not actively engaged in the interaction. Here's another option. You get in the car, you have great conversation, and eventually you are driving along for hours and hours, and he says, we're here. And guess what? The driver that pulled over and gave you a ride has been doing all the driving. And guess what? He was driving to where he wanted to go. You were along for the ride, but you never mentioned your goal. You never took ownership and took the questions you were asking. So you gained a lot of knowledge, but you weren't able to put it into practice because he was in the driver's seat. And you ended up at a destination, but it was not yours. You ended up getting diverted because while you learned things, you did not put them into practice. You made a destination, but it wasn't where you wanted to go. Here's another way it can go. You get in the car, you strike up a conversation, you share your dreams, and you start picking the driver's brain. How can I do this? What can I do? And he's so fascinated by your genuine interest. He says, you know, you're asking a lot of questions about this journey, about this car, about how I got here. I love how passionate you are, and you're asking the right questions. How about you take the wheel and you're like, what? Wow. And you, you, you've been asking questions because you've never been in a Maserati before. It's a little bit different. So you, you've asked questions, you gain the knowledge, but now you get the opportunity to put it into practice. You've now transformed knowledge into wisdom, totally different game. And here's the cool thing. You get in the driver's seat, put your hands on that steering wheel. You just beam with excitement and you can't believe that your dream car is literally, you're grasping the steering wheel. Like you are literally in your dream car and this person that has answered these questions and talked to you about your journey and shared what he's learned wrong, his and mistakes he's made and what he tried to do that didn't work out and what he wish he knew when he started this journey. He shared with you and now you're putting it into practice. He also says, where are you looking to go? I have some extra time. I'd love to support you on your journey and see you drive to your destination. Guess what? 
you're the one that puts your foot on the gas. You've got the car that someone else helped you with. You're in your dream that someone else guided you to. And you're taking that knowledge that someone shared with you and putting it into practice. You've literally created wisdom. And you end up going to your destination because you spoke it, you made it real. And you're driving with this person to your end destination. And you get there, but you didn't get there alone. This is a metaphor about what it takes to go the distance and get to your destination. You cannot get there alone. You can try, it'll take you longer. You'll make a lot more mistakes. You'll waste so much more time that could have been saved and implemented into living your dream life rather than getting there. You can speed up the process. You can expedite that if you have a mentor. Now, here's another piece of the puzzle. Mentorship is a lot more than just finding someone that's light years ahead of you and asking them questions. I have, in my journey through pharmacy, found that there is a lot more value and it's a lot more longer lasting if you implement what I call the three levels of mentorship. And here's what they are. You wanna obviously find someone that is doing what you're doing because you don't wanna take advice from someone who reads books and it sounds good and they're passionate about doing that too, but they haven't created it yet. You don't wanna take advice from someone who's not walking the talk that you're looking to live, all right? You want someone that's actually done what you're doing and preferably more than one time. So that doesn't mean they flipped careers a bunch, but I think you know what I mean. Like they, they have the skills and the track record of being able to teach and share what you're looking to achieve because they lived it themselves. That's the first level of mentorship. And normally that's where most people stop. There's a lot more value. Let me tell you why. The second level of mentorship is finding someone else that is similar to where you are in starting out. So they're about the same level, so whether it's your career, so maybe it's someone in your, your pharmacy school class, or maybe it's a year ahead, or maybe someone in a different pharmacy school, someone you meet on social media or at a pharmacy conference. And they have similar aspirations. They are driven to grow, to learn, and they're roughly the same starting place that you are. You've now found an accountability partner someone that's going to hold you accountable because they're striving, they wanna grow, they want success, they wanna achieve that just like you. And guess what? On this path of life, you're gonna have days where you don't feel like doing what you know that you need to do. Oh, amazing. Oh, you, uh, what? Oh, no, 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 not me, other, other people. Yeah, me, that happens. That's what we call reality. But guys, when you have someone that's your accountability partner, whether it is for a workout program, a, a nutrition diet plan, or a career path, when you have someone that holds you accountable, it is a game changer. Because those moments that you wanna give up, that you wanna you know, cut corners or whatever it might be, but they keep you in the game because you don't wanna let them down, or whatever that mindset trick that you play with yourself can be, that is the game changer. That's the second level of mentorship. Someone on your field that's looking to grow and it, it, looking to grow or achieve something similar to that you are. Here's the third, and this is honestly the most rewarding. When you started your journey, even if you think that you're starting now or you haven't started or you're too late, there is someone that would kill to be where you are right now. Let me give you an example. I met a lot of first year pharmacy students. 
that felt so uh, in the dark and overwhelmed and like they were, you know, way behind in the game. Uh, don't have social media, don't have LinkedIn. Um, I, you know, I, I just started pharmacy school. I have no clue what I'm doing. I see all these other people doing this and all these other people have all these friends and followers and are all in these clubs and they're president of this and secretary of that. And who am I? Like, what value do I have? Uh, <clears throat> me? I would have killed to be in your position. When I was applying to pharmacy school and I got rejected, I would have loved to have a pharmacy student first year to pick their brain. How did you get in? What did you do? What sort of organizations? Like what were the things that allowed you to get into pharmacy school? I would have killed for that mentorship opportunity. And uh, side note, I did do that. That was part of my story, but I digress. So regardless of where you think you are, you have immense value that someone would love to have and for you to share with them. So whether you're a pre-pharmacy student, high school students would love to hear your, your passion and you know, where you're looking to go, how you came to make the decision to go to pharmacy. First year pharmacy student, maybe someone's pre-pharmacy. Do you know how many people are trying to get in pharmacy school and how competitive it's getting? Yeah, there's a lot of value there. A second year pharmacy student, that's a lot of times that transition time where people go from acclimation to overwhelm and anxiety, that P2 year. There's a lot of value there, like P1s, telling them like, yo, enjoy this time now because it's gonna be a game, like total switch flipped next year, so enjoy this time. Here's what you can do to prepare so you're not as overwhelmed as I am, and da 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 da. P3s, you're getting ready to look at rotations. You're, look, you're starting to think about jobs and maybe residencies and things like that. And you didn't think about that until you were P3, but you wish you did when you were a P2. So there you go. P2s would be an awesome mentee for you. P4s, you're on rotation. You're getting ready for residency or maybe a fellowship, or maybe you're starting job applications, brushing up your CV, your resume. P3s would love to have your insight of there's all these people, all this advice about telling you what to do, what do you need to know? What are the essentials that will maximize your efficiency? Ready for this? Pharmacists that just graduated. Pharmacy, this is my expertise, guys. The transition from going to pharmacy student to pharmacist is an exponential learning curve. And the value that you have if you're a new pharmacist for pharmacy students of what to prepare, what to expect, that, that uh, misnomer of, oh, once I graduate, I won't have tests and life will be easy. Ha ha ha! No. <laughs> um, but guys, uh, there is immense value in having a mentee, someone that you mentor. And those are the three levels of mentorship. Uh, it's something that is extremely important and will give you so much richness and fulfillment in your career. But it comes back to this main point of this podcast, of this YouTube video. The concept of being self-made is totally made up. So if you feel like you're struggling, it's not only okay, but encouraged and will help you and set you up so much if you ask for help. If you feel like you're struggling or not where you need to be, ask for help. Get a mentor, find an accountability partner. And while you might feel like you're struggling and don't have it all together and quote, failing at life, uh, <clears throat> pharmacists, pharmacy people, <laughs> I, I, I've, I've never felt that way, but you, 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 know, you, you might have a friend that, that felt that way. Yes, that's the common mindset. We are very hard and critical on ourselves, but 
I guarantee you have some aspect of your life that someone else would just really find a lot of value from. So be a mentor to someone in some aspect of your life that you have made progress on. And I promise you, you have made progress. Now, all this advice is just a snippet of a resource that I've spent literally four years creating. Because while all of this probably resonates with you and you probably feel like, wow, he really gets it. Yeah, it's because I'm a pharmacist <laughs> and I went through all that stuff. And I realized that so many people struggle with it and not many people are talking about it because as I have found, most pharmacy students and pharmacists are introverted. Uh, I'm very outgoing. I love to meet people and talk to them. That's not the norm. So instead of me like keeping that to myself and the interviews and everything else that I've and the mentors that I've had, instead of me just like keeping that, I thought, how can I take all that I've learned, the concepts, the things they don't teach you in pharmacy school that are absolutely essential to thrive and script the career of your dreams out in the real world of pharmacy? How can I take these mentors, regardless of your career track, of people that are 5, 10, 20 years deep in their career, crushing it, and asking them questions like, right now, you are the best residency director in the country, but if you knew you were going to end here, when you started your own pharmacy journey, what would you have done differently to get there faster? 22 different niches in pharmacy with those types of questions. And I spent four years writing this book, Gen Z Pharmacist, How to Dominate Pharmacy School and Script Your Dream Career. The first, this book is two parts. The first part is all the mindset stuff, like the three levels of mentorship. That's a chapter in this book. And each chapter ends with an action plan. Because like I say in my talks, I'm not here to motivate you. I'm here to give you practical strategies that you can put into practice and create momentum so that you can take control of your own life and live it on your terms instead of having limiting beliefs of you're not good enough and this and that. So that's the first part of this book. The second part, are 22 interviews from the most influential and successful pharmacists in the world sharing how they did it so that you can learn from them and literally have the ultimate resource guide for how to become the Gen Z pharmacist that you aspire to be. It's not a dream anymore. It's reality once you put it into practice. So guys, this is literally something that is going to change your life if you're in pharmacy. Whether you're a pharmacy student, whether you are a pharmacist, or you are a pharmacy preceptor, this has helped so many people across the world. Right now, it's in 10 countries. So this is something that I really, really recommend and encourage you to get if you have not got it already because I've it's literally the best resource I've ever created. And if you've been following me for any length of time, you know that I create a lot of cool stuff. At least I think I do uh, <laughs> from the feedback that, that you guys have given me through the years. So I highly encourage you to get this book. It is on my website, thefitpharmacist.com slash book. You can get your copy and literally script your dream career. It's from someone that actually walked the walk and gives you practical steps to put that into practice for yourself. It's a game changer and I can't say enough about it. If you want to live a career that you only thought was a dream, this is your guide to turn that into a reality. Thank you guys so much. Again, go forth, be great, dispense your full potential, and God bless. Love you all. I see my victory so clear. I see my
Ma tête est vie sacrée